Alisa and Jess from Social Disease. (laughs) Welcome to super exciting episode one because our first half length episode was episode 0.5. And I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be like an hour long episode ish, maybe because um, we've got two episodes technically to talk about. We got a lot to unwrap, to discuss, to, you know, think of. Oh my God. And I have so many, I have so many thoughts. I didn't realize because like, I think about the same kind of stuff every time I watch each episode. Like I, I notice the same stuff every time, but I also get something new, new out of it every time. Um, and this time, especially as I like, because I've never actually like sat down and taken notes and like thought about it that, um, like that severely when it comes to Degrassi. I was like, I just love it as like entertainment. But this time, I was like analyzing it, and I kind, I got even more out of it than usual. I sound like such a nerd, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I was analyzing the Degrassi. I was like, I felt like a film student. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, like, how is your, how is your, like, week non-Degrassi, like, related? Or Degrassi related? I don't know. Well, my, uh, my week was wonderful. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I mean, I, I laid down. I felt some pains in my body. Mm, no, I breathed body pains. air. <laughs> air breathing is good. Yeah, you know, you gotta have some of it. Every As is water drinking. Blech. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Um, I've actually been water drinking for the first time in a while. Usually I'm pretty bad about it, but like, I, I'm such a nerd. I got like a really cool water bottle this week at Goodwill and like I'm obsessed with it. So now I'm drinking water just so I can like carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that like serotonin boost from new things yeah what is that it's just like i I love my new thing gotta show it off Mm -hmm. you're just like i want to walk around with this new thing and like even if it's something like it's use is something i don't usually do like i'm gonna do it now (laughs) i i love it it helps you out helps you become a better person it's true well, you know, I'm I'm so happy because this was my very first episode. Never seen any Degrassi before. Now I have. I cannot fucking wait. Seriously? Like, okay, so we've been texting all week, but I've very purposely not asked you a lot about what you thought about the show because yeah. I want to be surprised. Like, we talked a little bit about your opinions on some of the characters but other than that like i i made a point not to ask you i gotta say this episode is really surprisingly dark Mm -hmm. um like i knew degrassi would be darker than i was used to for like children's tv i mean not children's tv but like tween tv yeah and i was like oh my goodness oh my goodness he is blocking her from exiting the room Oh my god, he's touching her. I was like, yeah. I am gonna scream. 
I was like by myself in the house and I was just like writhing on the couch. So uncomfortable. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in the house. (laughs) I know I had forgotten like skipping ahead to that part of the show. Good. Like I had forgotten how, how intense he, like he's definitely done this before. He is a creepy predator he is dangerous like he is not an amateur oh he's for sure done this before he has a routine that he Mm -hmm. knows is gonna get them upstairs he's like he's um predicted her behavior to the point that he knew that if he opened the door and then closed it again she would think that he left and try to get out and then he could trap her like that takes thought yeah and then he was like doing the whole fake nice thing to make her feel safer. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it was such a mistake. Yeah. Oh, I'll leave. And then you can leave. And then, like, the and then the snap. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that creepy snap of, like, you're not leaving. Oh, like, the mask dropped. The mask dropped, and suddenly he was just like, this is what we're really here for. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was so intense. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I just, oh, I did not expect it to go so dark to, like, the videotaping, the touching. Oh, the videotaping. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, and the thing is, is it was surrounded by, like, this very silly adult storyline. I know. <laughs> and this passing of a fedora and I'm like okay I feel like in this false secure blanket of like this weird storyline where the adults are like Joey is like doing this weird aggressive emotional flirting that's I don't understand and they're in a bathroom with a child sex poster and I'm like (laughs) ah and then all of a sudden, there's, like, this dark thing happening. I'm like, I, I just feel so uncomfortable. Someone yeah. saved me. Well, see, and that's actually um, – so I don't know why they decided to go so, so dark with the very first episode. That's always kind of struck me as a weird choice. Like, bold for sure, but kind of – I don't know, like, you're you're running the risk so early on of, like, alienating your audience, especially if your audience is children. Yeah, especially children who are going through, like, lots of different crazy things of their own, and they're going to be like, don't tell me what to do. I don't yeah. want to hear that I shouldn't talk to people online. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, maybe that's also why they got so super creepy with this guy. Maybe so they could scare him. Be like, hey, we know you're not going to listen to us, so we're just going to scare Like, is it a scare tactic? I don't know. I'm seeing so many things now that I'm watching these early, early episodes at, like, in my late 20, like, in my last year of my 20s. (laughs) Yeah, right? I think I tried to count how many uh, times the fedora got passed, and I, like, lost count after six. I was like, I don't want to count this anymore. (laughs) I'm pretty sure everyone... In the episode, where is it? Except Spike. I didn't see Spike wear it. Who? Okay, so I'm really sorry. I'm terrible with names. So if I ever, like, forget a character's name, it's not because I hate them. It's just because I don't remember anybody except for Anna. Yeah, totally. And Joey. Fuck Joey. Joey's my least favorite right now. Maybe I'll change, you know. I'm Wait, you hate Joey? There. 
Huh? You hate Joey? He's so, he's so aggressive. He's so aggressively emotional. That's the only way I can put it is like, oh my God, I felt like scared if I was like alone in a room with this man. He was just like, he would just look at people and just, even if he was being nice or saying something that wasn't like mean and just being like, I just, I want them to understand. Like, it just was aggressive. I was like, oh my gosh, like you're scaring me. You need to calm down. You have a daughter. Whoa, you have, you have brought up a side of Joey that I've never thought about. Yeah, it's like very fragile masculinity. Oh my God, you're so right. Like glass shatters, but a good, but in a good way. Yes. Like, you know, the, the, how I met your mother glass shatters thing when they like ruin something for somebody. It's like that, but it's not, it's not ruined. It's like, Oh, holy shit. Like suddenly parts of Joey that I've been confused about make sense if you put it through that lens. I'm so – see, this is the good thing about watching with someone who's never seen it before is I don't have any attachment to Joey. I can just tell you how I feel about him. Exactly. And I love that because honestly, like I've always liked Joey actually. Like I've always liked Joey um, on The Next Generation and then I, I had never watched the 80s series until a – about probably 2013 or so. Mm-hmm. I never saw the old, old ones from the 80s until then. Um, and I finally was able to score, by the way, DVD copies of every episode of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Hell yes. <laughs> but um, when I finally watched those, I liked Joey even more because he was really cute as a teenager. Um, he was the total class clown. He was like JT, which who was the the skinnier little little guy of Emma's friends. Oh yeah. Um, JT, as it goes on, he's like the total class clown. He's just a super dork. Um, and Joey was like that too. <laughs> but he well, did even back then. He really had some. He had some issues relating to the girls. Yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, just the way he was behaving was so uncomfortable. And the way that he was, like, behaving towards the girl, it seemed like he had feelings for. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ooh. Mm. Well, and the thing is, they were, they dated in high school, too. And he was kind of exactly like that with her back then. And he cheated on her back then. No, thank you. I don't yeah. like that behavior at all, especially knowing that now. So, I'm actually really excited that you hate him, though. Because, like... Not that you hate him, but, like, I'm excited that you have strong feelings of some sort about Joey because my very, very, very favorite episode is the holiday episode of season three. It's called Holiday. It's two-parter, and it's always been my very favorite episode. I love a lot of Degrassi episodes, but that's, like, you know, if I had to pick one thing to watch on a desert island for the rest of my life, it would honestly probably be that two-part episode of Degrassi. Oh, <laughs> damn. I got to see this. And it centers around his and Caitlin's love story. Hmm. And also was his... Was that the girl that he was, like, flirting with? That yeah, day? the one that had the, the L.A. fiancé. Oh, yes. The L.A. fiancé that... Who was... <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Okay, so here's my thing. I actually wrote down something about that guy. I have to find it because I forgot 
sorry, that was my dog shaking. Um, <laughs> Please uh, excuse any dog calls right there because between the sorry. two of us, there are three dogs and they make noise. Yeah, I can't help it. Oh, here it is. Okay, so it says, um, Caitlin's fiance is the quintessential LA guy, and LA guy was capitalized. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Oh, there's something else about Joey, though. Um, it wasn't really about Joey, the the character, but, like, the actor. It says, sad Joey is extra sad, sad face. He's a good actor. All the adults <laughs> are. Most are untrained, and this was one of their only jobs. Canada is so cool. <laughs> Canada is so cool. Like, I don't want to get into it a lot right now because I feel like I've been monologuing a lot. But, like, I will tell you the cool stuff that I know about Degrassi behind the scenes trivia later on and how all the kids on the 80s series were kind of just like regular kids who happened to be like vaguely interested in acting that you know that's the best yeah you know you're not getting any theater moms and I'm saying that as a theater kid who oh yeah oh yeah same my mom, my mom wasn't really a theater mom though. Like she wasn't super hardcore like that. <laughs> oh no, my mom never like clawed no one's eyes out. Yeah. No, your mom was chill too. Yeah, my mom uh, definitely wouldn't, you know, go crazy if I didn't get a role. Oh my god, I'm so excited though too because like later on when it gets into like the Eli Claire years, there's so many theater kids. And they are exactly like us. Oh, hell yes. Do they uh, wear puffy paint shirts and, you know, scream in the hallways? They would if it was 2004. No, I wish. Um, Unfortunately, those ones are, like, not until, like, 2009-ish, 10-ish. So, like, the whole puffy paint thing was, like, done because it was done when we were, like, eight. I know, but (laughs) I was... In 2009, I was still living the trend. Oh. Living the trend in high school. Like, I was so Oh, that's right. That's when we were in school. (laughs) I forgot. I'm old. I thought I was so cool. I thought I was super cool. Here's my other note. I found it. It says, cliche LA guy strikes again, being (laughs) being unfaithful and revealing himself as a jerk. What? And then a surprised face. <laughs> oh, that was going to happen? Yeah, like, holy that. shit. No, but what were you going to say about him cheating? Oh, my gosh. Just, like, it was just so, n- like, not uh, hidden at all. It was just like, let's get this woman and we'll just smash them together. And then we're going to have this guy see it. Mm. Yeah, it was very, like contrived it was very like this is a plot point (laughs) yeah and then i also love how under just a millisecond of pressure the girl's like um yes okay like she just breaks down like she gave it up yeah like i don't remember what she said didn't she say like something to caitlin she oh shit yeah she does she says something about like, she says something about, like, he's not, he doesn't want to go. Or, like, everyone gets something. cold feet. Oh, it's everyone gets Oh, cold feet. that was what it is. Yeah. I was like, bitch, shut up. 
I was like, I can't. What? <laughs> How can you just like? I feel like that woman's entire purpose in this show, like the entire reason that that character even existed, and I do not know if that person was on the original series or not. I didn't recognize her. So, I mean, like, this is the first fan opportunity to tell me something I don't know about Degrassi trivia. <laughs> um, if you know who that girl was, if she was on the original show, um, let us know. Message me on the Instagram. Cause... Yeah, because it just seems like she was there for the cheating. Right, yeah. Like, it seems like the only purpose that she had was just to, like, be a blonde with cleavage that, like, L.A. guy flirts with and then like everybody can tell that he's like not a good person TM yeah there and this show is really beautiful for that because it's just so it's such like this is the conflict of our episode here they are making up oh no (laughs) here comes another conflict like (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my god and I, I just love the scene uh, near like it's around the climax where like the mom comes home with her friends like the mom of Emma oh I have things I to say name. about this scene too yes go on <laughs> she's wearing the fedora of course. of course and then like the kids come rushing and they're like ah Emma because <laughs> <laughs> they're drunk yeah, because you know, kids are drunk. <laughs> but like, oh my gosh! And then, then they go to go save her, and they're just rushing around as she's getting touched. Oh god, I'm I like, know. No one could call the hotel. No. Oh fuck! I wrote something down about that too. I wrote something down about her weird nine one one call. Yeah. Um. I, I just like if they were gonna try and get her out of that room, ASAP. You would think. That they would call the goddamn hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, you really would. Because they had the room number and everything. Yeah, they had the room number, they had everything. And that was what killed me about the 911 call was she literally just screamed, Oh, yeah, here it is. So Spike's 911 call. The quote from the episode it's, My daughter is in danger. I don't know who she's with. Someone from the internet. Please hurry. And then she hung up. <laughs> They're going to come rushing. Like, Like, hurry and do what? Go where? Like, who are you? Who's your daughter? Hold on. Let me call the internet police, (laughs) ma'am. They'll get right on your way. It was 2001. They only had, like, two internet police. Like, two guys policing the entire internet. Like, uh, if they got a call like that back then, they would have been, like, someone on the internet did what? What's happening? Yeah. Like, back then, it was so foreign for someone. Like, what do you mean she's with someone from the internet? Like, someone from inside the internet? (laughs) Did someone inside your computer come out? Is she inside the computer? (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God. Like, these people could not have taken longer when their daughter I mean, she could have been, like raped and killed by then i'm sorry to use the r word trigger warning in advance but like good lord yeah it's just like oh i can't believe that that they like anything could have happened in within a minute 
to this girl. It's true. I mean, I didn't remember, like we were talking about before, I didn't remember how creepy this guy is. He's so calm. He's so practiced. I mean, I only noticed it this time, I think, because I've been watching a lot of, like, Mindhunter and stuff. Yeah, just, like, knowing more now as an adult about scary people. Yeah, like, researching serial killers and stuff is, like, one of my weird little um, hobbies, interests, and I know it is yours, one of one of your big ones, too, and, like, Yes. I've been getting extra into it in the last like year or two, so I have a lot of facts about those guys like kind of just going around in my brain all the time. And the more like when I watched this episode this time, that's when I really noticed like holy shit. Yeah. Like this is not I mean, and then later on when the boys and Manny are looking for the clues um, to find where she went, they're going back, and he's doing like the 2001 version of data mining her email account. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about that. Holy shit! He was literally he hacked into her email and was reading her emails to learn about her. Which, oh my god, like I can't even. Like, like who would think that age, to do remember. that? I wouldn't even think about doing that ever. Like, <sighs> and then he was like sniffing her and like ASMR whispering in her ear and, ah, uh, it was. And, and her eyes were so scared the whole time. That, even when she was happy. You're well, yeah, but like that girl is such a good actor and like Emma, Emma's got major issues, but I really, really love her character, and, like, she stays on it until she's gets married. Oh, really? She stays on this show until, like, her mid-20s. Holy shit. So, we get to see Emma's entire, and Manny, too, all, all, um, both of the girls and, like, some of the other characters from the season, like, we get to really see them, like, grow up all the way into, like, season, like, 12. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons the show is so cool is because, like, you get to know these characters and you just really love them. I really like that about shows like this is you really get to watch, like, kids grow up. And I know that uh, I really like watching children grow up. <laughs> it's, like, a weird thing to say. But it's, like... Are you um, starting a video camera in a hotel room right now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ordering some pizza. Just order some. I bet you there wasn't even pizza in that box after all that. Oh, wait. Did we see the pizza? We did. Oh, we did see. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, that would have been the dirtiest trick of all, truly, if there was just no pizza in that box. Yeah. It's like, um, you're going to traumatize me for the rest of my life, and I don't even get a snack. And, like, really? Not even some pepperoni first? Come on. (laughs) I don't even think he let her take a bite. No, I don't think so. No, he didn't. (laughs) if you watch this series long enough like if you grow up watching the series eventually you're gonna identify with the adult the adults the parents yeah because i have to say when they all stumbled in drunk at like 11 p.m and 
we're just like, oh, it's Emma. Like, oh, hey, what are you fucking doing up? Like, what are you doing here? What are you, you still live here? Like, what? <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up. Like, they were so cute. Like, okay, yeah. so I have to come out right now as a, an enormous fan of Caitlin and Spike, both. Mm-hmm. I I love them. I always have. I loved them as adults. I love Spike as a mom. Spike is an excellent mom. And, like, since Emma stays on it for so long, we really get to see Spike's evolution as a mom as well. I do like Spike a lot. I thought, like, you know, even, like, because it's such a horror for, like, your child, I'm sure, to go through something like that. And for you to feel like, wow, it's my fault. Like, I didn't protect them. But you see in the episode, like, I thought Spike did a great job at everything that she could have done to have, like, because, I mean, especially back then, I mean, people didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, like, internet stalking wasn't even a thing. Yeah. This guy was probably, like, the original internet stalker. Yeah, this guy is the reason why they tell your children, uh, don't go online. Exactly. (laughs) He's the reason why, like, my, I mean, besides the fact that we thought you had to pay, or you did actually have to pay by the minute for internet when we first got it. Um, But besides that reason, he's the reason why, like, my mom didn't let me go in chat rooms when I was in middle school, you know? Yeah. Like, because you're going to accidentally um, start talking to someone and you're going to think. And I'm sure that that's how Emma met this guy. And the thing that freaked me out. Put down a note in all caps toward the end of the second episode. Um, the second half of the two-parter. Mm-hmm. But it says Jordan was a secret for eight months. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, that little nugget of information, they only tell us at the very end of the... I was like, what? I can't believe that this horrible older man just was, like, mining this little girl's information and just digging away at her, just grooming her, making her feel Mm -hmm. safe. And just, like... Eight months is an entire school year. That just is so awful. And, I mean, she was 12, so he probably had been doing this since she was 11. Yeah. And that's, what, seventh grade? Yeah. Sixth grade for some kids. Yeah. Sixth grade is 11, I think, or for some – in some states it's 12 now. But, yeah. Oh, my God. That's – that's like sixth grade is elementary school in some places. Yeah, like I know it was middle school for me and maybe you, but I know some people it's still like elementary. Yeah, here in Arizona, it's um it's still considered middle school in like most of the districts, I think. That it's just it's so or elementary school. Did I say middle school? Yeah, you did. No, elementary school. It's still considered considered elementary school for like the kids that I interact with. And those with. are just small babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like, I can't. Oh God, I can't imagine as somebody that like sees kids all day, every day, like of all ages, and like I'm really familiar with how they act and stuff. I can't imagine picking out one of those kids. 
and deciding to do this huge elaborate like just crazy scheme in order to like do whatever he was gonna do like it's just banana it's bonkers i don't know it's just it is as manny would say you don't know this yet but as manny would say it's cuckoo bananas cuckoo bananas it's his catchphrase it's manny's catchphrase um she's the emma's best friend oh i'm sorry i forgot what her name was when she gets a little bit older she adopts this this catchphrase and she just calls everybody are you cuckoo bananas wow that is just stellar five star god i know i feel like the i feel like cassie Steele was just like i want a catchphrase and that was like the only one anybody could come up with you know (laughs) they probably were not trying their best (laughs) i would hope uh if that's their best um they need to send them off to the glue farm but she kind of pulls it off because even though it's really bizarre like she's just adorable she is adorable even with the fedora i was like because she's the first one to wear it i'm pretty or yeah she is when she said no it was manny because i love that line when she puts it on she's the first one to put it on and she goes people in the 80s were weird (laughs) yes brilliant (laughs) oh i have a i have a point i would actually like to play a sound bite um because i have i have a thought about this line and i really want to um I want to see if you noticed it. So, like, before I before I say anything, can I just, like, play it and you tell me if you had any thoughts about this yes. line? Yes. Okay. It's almost done with the ad. And then I think... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. It's great to see you. All grown up? She wishes. So, expecting an email from your boyfriend? Did you? You hacked my email? Haven't you ever heard of privacy? Relax, I couldn't hack my way out of a paper bag. But I can tell when my daughter's getting interested in boys. <laughs> Mom, I'm not having sex. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna have fun this weekend, right? <laughs> I promise. <laughs> okay, so that was, yeah, that was the little scene. Um, Just saying, like, if I had said that to my mom at that age... My mom would have, like, not smacked me, but my mom would have, like, told me to watch my language. You weren't allowed to say the word sex? Well, my mom would have been, like, very offended by me, like, speaking so bluntly, I guess. Oh. I don't know, just being like... My mom I, let me... It's like, just her tone and stuff. My mom would have been like, excuse you! Oh, because my mom let me sing along to the Rent soundtrack, so... Well, as different worlds I was watching R-rated movies till I was 17 (laughs) oh wait really yeah I was very sheltered little baby no but like the scene was just weird because I feel like she just jumps straight to sex for some reason because her mom was just like kind of ribbing her about like oh you're getting interested in boys and Emma just takes it so seriously and she's just like well there ain't been any pee in this V. Like, I don't know what you're <laughs> saying, Mom. Like, I know. She, and she's so, like, angry. She's like, I haven't had any sex. 
Oh, but that actually, I swear I didn't do it on purpose, but that brings me to my point that I told you when I texted you or when I messaged you. I have a fan theory that has never been confirmed or even talked about or mentioned by anyone um, except me. (laughs) And it's this. My theory is Emma is undiagnosed um, on the autism spectrum. She has autism spectrum disorder. She's ASD. Yes. And it's because (laughs) obviously this is a great overreaction. Well, I mean, this this isn't the only reason, obviously, why, but what, you know. Well, it's one of many things that happen in even just this one episode that makes me kind of think that. And the only reason I think that is because I've been researching it a lot lately in relation to myself and, like, other people I know. Like, you know, maybe this explains my symptoms or whatever and, like. We've just been, I've been talking about it with my friend a lot lately. So I've kind of been thinking about it also in terms of Degrassi because we've been starting this podcast. And the more I watched Emma in this episode, the more I was like, I feel like she's checking off a lot of those boxes on those articles I've been reading lately. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see it. I mean, I, I have read less than you so I trust your opinion a lot more than my own well I am a librarian you are the greatest librarian in the world (laughs) I have a sticky note that says that see I am a genius I knew it (laughs) my friend when she visited from Chicago wrote made me a sticky note that said that with a little stick figure on it it's just the truth. Everyone knows it. It said, Jesslyn is the greatest librarian. You are. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, that's my... And, I mean, he couldn't possibly... This guy that was stalking her couldn't possibly have known this about her because she doesn't even know it about herself and it's never talked about in the show. Um, but I will, as we do more episodes, periodically refer back to this theory because... I've been watching later episodes just for funsies, and I feel like I'm still right when she gets older. Well, and also predators will prey on victims who are more vulnerable. And if he is Mm -hmm. such um, a learned predator as we think he is, I do believe that, you know, someone who is on the spectrum, unfortunately, is, you know, more likely to be susceptible to attacks from yeah she wouldn't get and that's what i wrote down in one of my notes too is that she took way too long to be creeped out by him yeah and it's like she even though you know you're told as a kid don't talk to strangers and all that it's like she definitely fell for the story when, you know, mm-hmm. there are, and you know, she didn't take the cues of, like, the danger. Right. She has, and that's, these are, these are things, the reason I'm noticing them is because I've been noticing them in myself, is things like she doesn't think to question. Yeah. He tells, he tells her these things, 
And she just accepts them as fact right away. She doesn't think to even be skeptical and think, I don't know this person. I've never seen this person in like anywhere other than on the internet. I've never seen a video of him. I've only seen these two photos. And like even the friend at one point, I think Toby says, um, says something about how do you know it's really him? And she's like, well, I've seen his picture. Yeah, it just seems like she is so confident in answers that aren't, mm-hmm. like, very thoroughly investigated. And then also, like, I know it's a common um, response for a victim to freeze, but it just seems like Emma freezes so quickly. And, like, because, you know, the second that he, like, she realizes that there's no boy and it's probably this just this guy like when she goes in the bathroom it just mm-hmm. seems like her freeze response is like i don't know it just seems so interesting i definitely see like the the things that you're picking up on mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point too that i didn't i didn't have on my list but it fits totally she like as soon as he tries to grab her or something she just gets very calm yeah it's just like her freeze response is just like her face just goes blank it just seems like and she's just like you're jordan aren't you yeah it, it's just very very strange it's just like in very internal panic mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing is you if you look at her eyes like it's all happening right behind her eyes it's, it's all in her head and she's not letting herself like she's kind of fidgeting with her hand. She's like stimming just a little bit, but she's not um, she's not letting herself react the way she wants to. You can see it. Yeah, like she's clearly like very frozen, very um, it's like catatonic almost. Yeah. And it just seems like she's stuck. Like it just seems like everything just shuts down. That's what mm-hmm. she just shuts down, which I know, um, especially my mom working with a lot of autistic kids, I do notice that that's something that happens is just shutting down. Yeah. And I do do that also, interestingly. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. I think that definitely that's very interesting to yeah. notice. Well, and the thing, too, is she – you can see her trying to work out how am I going to get out of this. Like when she's sitting there and he's, like, fiddling with the camera and um, then he's, like, touching her, being creepy, like, whispering in her ear. The whole time she's bre- – like, she's v- working very hard to control her breathing and she's, like, just fiddling with her hands enough – to like let out just that tiny little bit of extra energy, like extra anxiety or like extra anxious energy that she's got going on because she's so scared. But she's like, if you look at her eyes, she's like, okay, like I don't have my cell phone. Um, Like my money is in my bag. Like I can't get out the door because he locked it. 
um, but I might be able to turn the thing, but I'll have to be really fast. But like, if that doesn't work, then maybe I can like do this. And like, you can see her being like, you know, if I, if I can get to the phone, I'll have to do 911 because I can't get to mom because she doesn't have her phone. Cause she's at the dance, but like Manny's here. So maybe I can call this number. Like she's working it all out. Like her mind is moving super fast, but she's not letting her body move. Mm-hmm. And that felt like a very, like, it felt very familiar to me because that's what I do when I panic, too. Yeah. And, I mean, either the actress is on the spectrum herself or she's decided that this is, like, a character trait that she's going to try to do, which, in that case, where is her fucking Oscar? Yeah. I mean, like, it's... Or it's something I'm picking up on that doesn't exist at all. I mean, I definitely think that um, that if this child put this kind of work into her character, then yeah, where is her Oscar? Get this Oscar! I honestly, though, kind of my theory is that she is in real life on the spectrum. Um, and I don't know Obviously, I have no proof. I don't know. I don't know Miriam McDonald. I love her as an actress, but um, I've seen her in like movies too, and she's always been a really good actress. But I, I truly feel like because as she gets older, she starts to get more like quote unquote normal or like what people would call like non, non like autistic acting. If you can, you know, whatever people are stupid, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like she gets more like mainstream acting sort of with her like body language and her eyes and her the way that she carries herself and speaks and stuff um she just like I pick up on less of those things as she gets older is what I'm very ineloquently trying to and, say and it just might be because <laughs> as an actress she was just taught to act a certain way to cover up well she's yeah she's masking she's getting better at masking as she gets older yeah, she wasn't an actress when she started because didn't you say like these, these they were all regular children yeah for the most i mean that was how it was for the 80s um series oh, and i don't know I'm if sorry. i don't know if they did do like auditions or anything for this one that started in 2001 but um in the 80s series they they made it very public that they were just like these are just regular kids and they had an interest in acting and they only do it on like school breaks and otherwise they go to regular school and they helped influence the stories the kids that were acting in it like they would the writers would just sit down with them and have like lunches or whatever with like the group of kids and they would ask them about their school experiences and then that would influence what the show was about that's really cool yeah Canada's cool. I love Canada. I love Canada, too. But they have snow. I can't live there. Oh. Damn it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my theory that either Mary McDonald herself or the character of Emma or both are somewhere on the ASD spectrum. Well, she's a, she's a real charmer and a lovely character <laughs> I, I I do enjoy Emma she she has a couple moments that I really just can't stand her face but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah with her eyes her eyes just scare me but 
I love her hair. Love her style. She's cute. And she gets, like, she's very believable as she grows up. She's very believably goes through puberty. And, like, she's got this awkward, I think I wrote down somewhere in my notes that she, when she gets excited, she looks like a chipmunk (laughs) on no dose. Uh, Yes. Baby Emma looks and sounds like a chipmunk on no dose when excited. Very true. So I have some some facts and statistics for us if we're interested. Yes. So originally this episode aired in the US as the season finale of season one. Oh shit. So when we got it first down here in the States, um, we had already seen the rest of season one and then they aired this one as the finale of season one. And it caused continuity errors when it came out. Damn. Because things happened in the these episodes, like Emma and Manny meet Toby for the first time. Oh, yeah. But, like, then we've seen the rest of season one where, like, they already are friends with Toby and know who he is. They just, they didn't want to startle the Americans. I guess with what? Fedoras? With sexual attacks um oh that's right oh that's right that thing that we just spent like an hour talking about (laughs) um so this episode aired in canada for the first time on october 1st 2001 so maybe it's because it was october they were trying to get spooky they were like here's something spooky attacking children very spooky indeed so the title of the episode, I guess we should have said this at the beginning, but whenever, um, is Mother and Child Reunion. And the thing about Degrassi that's cool is the names of the episodes are all song titles. Mm-hmm. And most of the songs that they mention are from like the 60s or 70s through like the 90s. Um. And this one was from a 1972 Paul Simon song called Mother and Child Reunion. Oh, I've never heard it, but. I hadn't either. I looked it up and it was pretty jaunty. Like I was kind of hoping that they would have it on here to play as our opening music. Hmm. So it may or may not have been our opening music, depending on the editing that's happening after we stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, so let's see what else. Joey and Caitlin are soulmates. I love that I wrote down all in caps, Joey and Caitlin are soulmates, and you're just like, fuck Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because fuck Joey. I mean, I agree with you. You've opened my eyes to to mansplainer Joey. Thank you. Um, Oh, I also wrote down Emma saying, oh my god, he said love you. (laughs) and direct quote from my notes y'all are 11 omg i love that note like what the heck because y'all are 11 omg (laughs) uh oh what did you think of the theme song did you like the theme song um like the new one i liked the new butt yeah, you like the new butt better than the old butt? Yes. New butt, definitely. That's... Much uh, less lumpy than the old butt. 
Yeah, you are right about that. It is a little more. I mean, they updated. They updated the butt for the new millennium. <laughs> they needed to. We needed a new millennium butt. New year, new butt. Mr. Simpson, did you like Mr. Simpson as much as you thought you would? Of course. Good. He only gets better. He's like a fine wine. He just gets better with age. Um. Let's see. Oh. Oh. Okay. I had thoughts. Um. About the. The Caitlyn and and Spike coming home drunk. Drunk Caitlyn. Oh, okay. So I wrote down, drunk Caitlyn giving Emma boy advice is not a great idea, I feel. Definitely not a good idea. (laughs) She doesn't realize what she's doing. Comparing it to her environmental work. That's Emma's laser-focused goal. So now Jordan will also be her laser-focused goal. (laughs) Literally... The only details Caitlin wants about Jordan is, is he cute? And she doesn't tell Spike on purpose. Yeah, that's weird. That would be like, like my best friend has an eight-year-old. That would be like in just a couple more years, me keeping the secret for her that she has an online boyfriend that she's never met. Yeah, that but she's gonna go meet from her mom, who has been my best friend since we were eighteen years old. I don't think that that would be okay. I don't think that her kids would ever be under any illusion that I wouldn't tell her every single thing that they tell me. Yeah, you know, no, you're the cool auntie. Like, I am the cool auntie, but at the same time, they definitely know that I tell her everything. Yeah. Like, I can't believe... And that's another clue that, like, Emma doesn't pick up on social cues. Because I can't believe that she wouldn't think Caitlin would tell Spike. Yeah. They've been best friends since they were children. I but you know that could just be a stupid kid moment. It could be too. You're right. Because kids are stupid. We should also just keep that in mind. Because that should also be a catchphrase of ours. Kids. Oh shit. Kids are stupid though. Like you know, I love them so much. I can't, in good conscience, make it a catchphrase. But it's the thing is, is, like, I did stupid shit when I was a kid. I'm sure you did too. Oh, you know I did. You were there. <laughs> you were usually driving the car, man. But yeah, no, my last my last note for that first episode was, as predicted, Emma is now laser-focused on her new goal, Jordan. Thanks, drunk Caitlin. <laughs> Thank you, drunk Caitlin. It's like, you just did the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I'm not surprised, though. Let's see. I had Manny's earrings. The earrings that she's wearing in that first scene of the second episode. They're from Limited 2. I had I had them. Fuck yes, Limited 2. Um, oh, and we haven't seen Manny's home life yet. Just that she's always at Emma's house. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I did. We are gonna and... It'll make you sad. I don't want to be sad about Manny. (laughs) She comes out okay, but like Manny's got a lot of trials and tribulations out of her. I'm, I'm excited to love Manny. 
let's see. Oh, it was actually it was also Ashley and Terry's first appearance on the second episode. Oh. We like Terry. Terry's the one that was getting made fun of for being overweight, but she's like super cute. Yes. Love Terry. And it was also Ashley's first appearance. They were the two that were like eighth graders that were giving the parents tours or whatever. Oh. Um, Joey and Caitlin are awkwardly talking about their relationship. They're always doing that or making eyes across the room. Ugh. Um, I loved Emma's like shimmery lip gloss and frosted blue eyeshadow and the jean jacket. Yes, her style is so early 2000s. I love I know. She looks like a limited two ad. It's adorable. Or that um, Delia's catalog. Yes. You remember that catalog? I don't remember Delia's. I just, limited two was my shit. Like, I was there every school year getting my bag with the initial. I still bought my underwear at limited two until they went out of business. I was so sad when they went out of business. I know. Like, where are we supposed to get blow-up furniture now? Our Urban Outfitters? No, thank you. <laughs> that swill. I will never. They think we are. Never. More notes about how creepy this guy is. Oh, I wanted to ask you what your very first, like, email or AIM handle was. Sunshine is my drug. That's adorable. And that was my AIM handle forever. For those of you Gen Zers out there, AIM stands for AIM, as in America. Wait, what was it? America Online Instant Messenger? Was that it? It was the American Online something instant messenger. Anyway, I can't even do it justice by explaining it. It was beautiful. Um, It was maybe I'll put some. I'll put some uh, some Google image results from Googling uh, AIM images on our Instagram so that the kiddos listening to us out there can understand what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, all the away messages that you would put, like, the lyrics that would make people wonder oh, what had gone yeah. on with your day. They'd be like, oh, my God, did Jessalyn just, like, step away to make a sandwich or are they killing themselves? Because it would be like – I would just, like, step away for, like, half an hour, but it would be, like, lyrics to the Black Parade and they'd be like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I'd and then I'd come back later use. and be like, it's all good. Don't worry, guys. I just really like emo music. Yeah, right. <laughs> the use of my God. favorite emo band. What was yours? Um – I didn't really have a favorite emo band. I just, like, I liked, I wasn't emo emo. I was, like, wannabe-mo. Well, of course. I mean, we all were. We were just wannabe. Fallout Boy was my shit. (gasps) Yes. Fallout Boy is still my shit. Fallout Boy are my boys. I love them more than life itself. There you go. They are my band. They are my guys. I am currently 29 and a half years old, sitting in my apartment as a professional level master's degree holding adult who has recently 
cooked an entire meal from scratch. And I have an enormous Fallout Boy poster over my dining table. Yes. And it is the entire it is the entirety of the decorations in that part of my apartment. I love it so much. Cause it's all you need. It's like thirty-two by forty inches or something, and it's just like this enormous poster of them that I got at the concert the last time I went, which sadly was two years ago, over two years ago now, because they haven't come back to town. Mm. I miss my boys. <laughs> Do you want to say real quickly, like what your favorite, favorite and least favorite parts of the episodes were or anything? Okay. So my, my favorite part of the episode was, um, uh, definitely, I want to say, Oh my gosh, it's just like such a dark episode. I don't want to be like, I love the part where the guy is molesty. I I, just, <laughs> I love Emma's style. That's just my favorite part. I just I love yeah. seeing that was my favorite was just getting to see Emma for the first time and her style. And I loved her hair so much. It was just like yes. that fake like hair that was all fluffy in the back. It just reminded me so much of like early 2000s it was so perfect Mm -hmm. and then i truly kind of believe that emma's hair is a character of on its own yes it it really it's like its own persona yeah and then like my least favorite fart fart (laughs) my (laughs) least favorite part was definitely joey uh everything that he said and did i was like please leave and stop assaulting my eyes I'm obsessed with your hatred of Joey. (laughs) I hope it only grows. God, I love it so much. Like, I'm so excited to get into, like, because we see a lot of Joey in the first, like, five seasons. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I I really feel like, because I really enjoy hating a character in, like, my favorite shows. It's, like, my favorite thing to do because then I get to shit on him all the time. And if I'm watching, I'm like, shut up, you stupid so next time we're gonna have a new segment entitled this fucking guy in which elisa just (laughs) rants about joey yeah or we'll just call it shut up joey (laughs) no 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 shut up joey (laughs) joey i'm sick of hearing about your problems (laughs) stop talking no 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 no. shut the fuck up (laughs) that was our first segment Shut up, Joe. <laughs> you are so welcome, everyone. God, Everything- I love your hatred of him. Yes. Yes. So much hatred flows through my veins. It's perfect. <laughs> but I get, like, so I think my best of the episode was all the adult moments. Because I, when I first saw this in 2003, I believe, was when I started watching Degrassi. I really related to, like, Emma and Manny and JT and Toby and like all the kids who were that age and like just being in starting middle school and now I really relate to like Caitlin (laughs) and and um Mr. Simpson also he's only just gotten better like I always loved him but now I just 
I feel him on a spiritual level. Like I relate to Mr. Simpson. Yeah. And my worst was the acting of the guy who played Caitlin's fiance. Oh my God. Yes. I just wrote worst of the episode. Caitlin's fiance is acting dear Lord, (laughs) but he's such an LA guy. He is an LA guy, LA dude, TM. <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite moment of the kids, because my best and worst were both about the adults. My my favorite moment that involved the kids was um JT and Toby ending up being the unlikely heroes who saved Emma by hacking her computer. Yes. And they like solved things that I would never expect children to solve. They're like <gasps> He's looking through her email. I was like, yeah, children, like, what the like, hell? How did you figure that out? Yeah. And he was just like, oh, Emma's mom's favorite band. Let me just pull up this picture of her as a teenager. Oh, she liked the whatevers. Let's see if it's the whatevers, but like with the E as a three. Yeah. That's why I'm like, like uh, why? I've got no excuse to be so dumb about this. Like these children are super smart. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Toby did go to theater or theater camp. God, I've got like, whatever. Toby did go to computer camp, but still, if he can do it that easily, like she could have at least, I don't know, had a friend that knew something about computers that would have figured this out too. Yeah, and like, why didn't these computery friends step in earlier? Come on, guys, yeah. help him. Well, Toby just met her like that day. Oh, that's true. I think. But still. Come on, Toby. Anyway, do we have any last words besides follow us on Instagram? <laughs> I think that is that should be the last word. Follow us on our Instagram. It's now live. And Jess is the ultimate Instagram warrior. Whoop, whoop. We have 33 followers now. And you should all follow us so that we have. 666 followers oh heck yes and then i'm cutting it off so our instagram (laughs) handle is is at social disease pod yes and um not to be confused with another podcast that i can't tell if it still is producing um new episodes or if they just did exist at one point and they're not currently producing new content but there's another um podcast called a social disease but that's not us we are just yeah that's not us our logos are different we are just social disease pod um so follow us at social disease pod and you can also like post about us using hashtag social disease pod that's pretty cool we're not on like facebook or twitter or any of the other things because like i have things to do and i can only manage so much social media so we're on instagram and you can also like like our podcast on spotify and then you will be alerted when there are new episodes i think if you get like notifications from spotify so so do it do it do it do that thing and if you like degrassi then you're not a pussy i don't know i can't come up with a (laughs) if you don't like degrassi then you're a schmassy (laughs) then you're not sassy nothing rhymes with degrassi um 
assy. Then you're ass. Gassy. Then you're gassy. Gassy. If you don't like to grassy, then you're gassy. <laughs> Good God, we will be back next Friday with episode three, which I don't remember what it's called right now, and I already closed my computer. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and we can't wait to talk in your little earbuds again. Yes, yum, yum, enjoy. Yum, yum. Bye. Enjoy our lovely voices. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good episode. <laughs>